Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Welcome to episode 40 of Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. So today I'm going to be addressing a question that I get asked so often, and it is, can you deplete or waste your sexual energy? Um, this is something that I'm asked, you know, on Instagram, in my community, uh, and also very often addressed within my one-to-one mentorship spaces. And to me, the short answer to this question is no, but there are a lot of factors. There are a lot of perspectives. There are a lot of different lineages of Tantra and sacred sexuality and spirituality and religion and all of these things. And, and I think what this comes down to is you know, this is based on my perspective. This is based on my highest truth, my experiences, um, my study, and my highest truth is in resonance with my highest love. And I'm also coming from a very specific intention. And I'm going to explain all of this throughout the uh, duration of this this uh, episode of the podcast. Um, my perspective is definitely shaped with an abundance mindset. And it's also seeing that our life force energy or our sexual energy is a frequency or a tool that we can tap into. So again, this is my highest truth. It may or may not uh, be in resonance with yours and that's okay. One of my favorite teachings from Tantra, from the lineage that I've studied is that we all have a different highest truth and we get to decide what that is while also respecting others for having theirs, right? So finding our highest truth also often involves shedding layers of trauma and societal conditioning and many of the truths that we associate with or the values that we have aren't actually ours but have been projected onto us and we adopt them. We're told that there's right and there's wrong, right? And then we also can see that, you know, conflicting opinions can actually be an opportunity to dive deeper into ourselves to ask questions, to ask, is this belief that I'm carrying really in resonance with my truth? Is it in resonance with the the truth that I want to project into my life, the the path that I'm, I'm looking to follow? So when we're, when we're faced with a conflicting opinion, we have that opportunity to look within and to decide what's really in resonance with, with our intention, with our soul purpose. And it also is an opportunity to learn more about others and to learn more about the world and what might have shaped their worldview, what trauma or conditioning might be creating their perspective, right? So we're often afraid to change our mind or to be open-minded to other perspectives because of shame. And because of the idea that we might be perceived as inconsistent, so we don't want to change our mind for that reason alone sometimes. So just being aware that this is a part of our conditioning uh, very often, not always. Um, So being open-minded to that as well. So if someone's truth uh, triggers you, that usually means that there's some kind of limiting belief that you are identifying with. And it's an opportunity to access what fear is causing this triggering reaction. 
And that way it is a gift. It's an opportunity to expand. It's also an invitation to see, you know, am I taking this personally? We often outsource um, love and acceptance uh, from others. And to be able to say, nope, this is my truth. You can have yours, but I stand strong in this truth. I accept myself so so much with ease, with grace, that I don't need you to agree with me to know that my highest truth is in alignment with the direction that I'm going in and yours is too. So if you're able to see my perspective or anyone else's for that matter and say with neutrality, good for you or good for her, not for me. Good for you, not for me. Amazing. If you're able to do that, then you are in alignment with your highest truth and you are ascending that idea of polarity and you're still open to different perspectives, which is truly, you know, one of the the most expansive uh, states to be in when you're exposing yourself to new ideas, thoughts, patterns, etc. So, moving on from there, where does the belief that sexual energy, um, where does the belief that sexual energy can be de- depleted come from? Why do why are there people that believe that sexual energy can be depleted or wasted? So first I want to address that most people in Western society are taught to be ashamed of our sexuality and our sexual energy, unless it shows up in very particular ways. And oftentimes that's especially in monogamous marriages where the intent is procreation, right? So being able to see first and foremost, this is, you know, a belief that, that many of us are given, but many of us also feel innately in our bodies that that can't be all that can't be the only acceptable expression of our sexuality. And many of the people listening to this podcast have already kind of uh, moved beyond or ascended beyond that belief. They've kind of um, allowed themselves to begin to see that conditioning and and heal from that. Uh, But this belief Um, these very limited perspectives of sexuality often um, cause a lot of unconscious projection of our life force energy or of our kundalini erotic energy, which leads to an imbalance in the sacral chakra, which is our second energetic center. And there are other episodes on this podcast about the kundalini chakra system. But essentially what I'm saying is these imbalances, these unconscious projections of the uh, life force energy often lead to addictions such as, you know, sex addictions, porn addictions. And then if we're not, you know, channeling it into overactive, um, secretive sexual behaviors, we also may be, um, distracting ourselves from our desires, um, for expansive, uh, ecstatic, pleasurable experiences. And we often distract ourselves with food, drugs, work, TV, etc. So you can see how this energy, if it's not given a healthy channel for exploration, it can kind of, um, lead to very addictive, uh, dangerous behaviors, whether it is in the sexual realm, or if we're covering it up by completely withdrawing from those energies and channeling it into work addiction or, um, over, over in, in food or drugs or, or whatever it may be. So to me, these projections give pleasure a bad rep. Pleasure is great when it's given a healthy channel with balance, right? But oftentimes it's not. So we have these projections in place that are getting, getting the bad rap. Um, so the next place that we see that this belief 
The next place that um, I often see that we have this belief that one can deplete their sexual energy is actually in the spiritual and wellness communities. Um, it's very often this idea that sex is a sacred energy exchange, which I truly believe it is. But also we believe that because it's a sacred energy exchange that we can take on someone's bad energy or we're giving away, you know, all of our energy to one person and we're not getting, getting enough back, which I do not believe in, uh, you know, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. I'm just going to kind of go to the, the broad level of this in this particular episode, but it's this idea that, um, again, you know, we, we are wasting our sexual energy when we're, when we're having sex with other people, um, especially in an unconscious space. And that, leads to, you know, lack of energy or depletion of this energy. And, uh, so many people say, you know, celibacy is the way, uh, let go of all earthly, you know, pleasure. They're the only true pleasure is, is in, you know, the ethereal realm in, in our relationship with the divine, right? Which is great. And I want to say that there are you know, many people that feel that way and that's their highest truth and that works for them, but it doesn't work for everyone. And again, that's the beauty of finding your highest truth and finding what lifestyle uh, fits into that. And also being fluid that that might change throughout your lifetime. And if it does great, adapt, change it, be open-minded. We are fluid beings and it's beautiful to be able to explore all of these different expressions of it. So that being said, many tantra lineages are also perpetuating this belief. Um, and, you know, I've experienced this firsthand in some of the trainings that I've done that you know, I did a month long training that was based on a very traditional tantra lineage. And essentially they recommended that we have, you know, no sexual interactions for the entire month of this program because we might be distracted from our studies. And to me, you, that's true. Like you could be distracted. However, I believe that this is an opportunity to see if, if you're being distracted because you're being triggered by someone else and by the uh, opportunity to come together in physical union, then that's a deeper, more profound space to be expansive rather than limiting yourself. Um, so truly across the board, we're seeing this belief being perpetuated and I'm here to offer um, a different narrative that to me is more expansive. So to me, it's important to recognize that pretty much all institutions religious, spiritual, whether it's Eastern or Western spiritual modalities, you know, governmental, educational, or otherwise, all of these institutions that are, you know, essentially asking you to put your power into them have developed under a guise of patriarchy. And again, this includes Tantra. You often, it, and this goes into another space of seeing that Tantra has its dark side too. It really does. Um, there's going to be a future episode where I talk about how my shaman or, um, you know, various, um, Tantra schools have, um, essentially used this space to, um, manipulate people. And it's really important to be in the space of discernment, again, touching in with your highest truth. And I will say again, going back to that month long Tantra training that I did where we were asked to be celibate, there was so much value in that, you know, month. And I was able to say, this is what I resonate with and this is what I don't. And I'm going to take what I resonate with and really hone in on it and make it a part of my practice. But the things that don't resonate with me, I'm going to say, great, works for you, not for me. But I appreciate the value that I'm getting in this part of the experience. So while, again, many of these uh, teachings do offer some value, they often also have a foundation of lack mindset. 
right? Uh, and patriarchy and capitalism. It's not having, an, there's not enough money for everyone. So I'm going to take what I can and hoard it, right? It's not enough resources. I'm going to take these resources and sell them um, and, and do it in a way that's not really holistic or great for mother nature, etc. It's really only seeing the material value or output or physical production of this energy and not necessarily seeing that this is a frequency that is, we can tap into. It's a tool, and there's an abundant amount of it. And again, let's look at life force energy, also known as sexual energy. I don't even like to necessarily um, call it sexual energy because I believe that alone is limiting. Because this energy, life force, which is often associated with this feeling of deep, profound ecstasy and pleasure, um, does so much more than put penis in vagina or any other physical erotic formation. This is the energy that we use to create pretty much everything. Every decision of our life is, is a creative decision. There's also this belief that pleasure or material things create attachments. So it's also important to make sure that you see where you may be relying on external factors to provide pleasure. And this goes back to you know taking ownership of your pleasure as well. So that being said, your life force is the essence of who you are. And in that way, you're not attached to it. You are it. The energy that created me created you. It's the same energy that creates, you know, the food that we eat, you know, every fruit or vegetable or piece of grain or, you know, even animals, all of them were created by some pro-creative, infinite, abundant, pattern that is the framework of our existence how crazy is that right so when you see that this energy is, is who you are so you not you can't necessarily be attached to it because it is you it is the essence of who you are you can be attached to the ways that you tap into that energy many of us are very attached to a certain partner because they're the only ones that can provide provide us that pleasure which isn't necessarily true you can tap into this energy in any moment of your life and that's really what tantra is about it's about bringing this energy into every moment of your life with presence and intention it's about eating in a very present way um sensually walking enjoying the wondrous beauty of the world around you that's tantra and that is the life force energy and if this energy has the ability to create so abundantly, again, to create the entire framework of our existence, almost excessively when left to its own devices, I mean, look how, you know, our population has, you know, exceeded far beyond what anyone would believe when, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago, we were such a tiny society, such a small group. And then looking at nature when it's left to its own devices, it can abundantly regenerate itself. You can see those beautiful little weeds or, or plants that grow in the city sidewalks. It's just innately here, abundantly, beautifully. And it will take over long, long after we're here, long after our existence is here. So if we're able to see that this is so abundant, why would we pretend that there's only so much and that it can be depleted? Why would we assume a definition of lack? Why would we assume that this energy can be wasted if there's so much of it? So obviously this energy is incredibly regenerative. It drives us. It drives our every decision. It's creative, it's beautiful, it's innate. So that being said, for genitive, it's limitless. That being said, I advise investing in this energy with intention. So we see this energy as a vehicle, 
a vehicle for experience. And many of us um, are driven to experience pleasure, which again is a frequency. So what is another frequency or tool that we use to have different experiences? Money. We use money to experience so many things. We use money to experience nourishment. We use money to experience pleasure. We use money to experience our problems being solved. We, we use money to play, right? There's so many things that we use money for, security. But it's also important to see that the earth provides all of our basic needs, right? Food, water, shelter. This is our root chakra. When we're talking about money and pleasure, talking about abundance, we're talking about exploring different emotions, we are moving up into our sacral chakra. So we use money to have a nicer, more pleasurable experience with our needs and wants. Right? We already have our basic needs met. We're using money to go beyond that, to experience different things. So money and our, and our sexual pleasure, again, are both ruled by our sacral chakra as well as our emotional expression, our creativity. We begin to see here that every decision of our life is an expression of our emotional state, including our ability to tap into pleasure and our ability to use money as an expression of our emotional state. We can also use pleasure as a way to alchemize pain, to make something beautiful out of our pain, to create using our pain. And in this way, each of our decisions is also an investment in our future self. So we can use our experience of, of pain and choose to take that energy and go into a spiral of addiction, or we can use it to say, I'm going to use this pain as a learning opportunity. I'm going to find the silver lining in this painful or traumatic experience and use it to grow. Right. So going back to this idea of money, if you have limitless access to money, which, as I say, we have limitless access to um, life force energy or sexual energy, if we have limitless access to this money. Would that mean that you'd go carelessly spending it on a bunch of crap that you definitely don't need or even deeply desire? For me, it's a big no. One hundred percent. If I had millions of dollars, I wouldn't just go buy a bunch of shit from Walmart. No, I would consciously invest that money into companies, into experiences, into um, uplifting others, right? Into my business. I would invest that money rather than just going and spending it on a bunch of crap. So it's the same with sexual energy. Just because I know that it's regenerative and in that way limitless, that doesn't mean that I'm going to go have sex with everything that walks. I'm going to go watch porn all day or masturbate for hours on end. No. I'm going to channel that energy into opportunities that I deeply desire, that offer soul growth and expansion. I can channel that energy into dancing or cooking or working with the client. I can make every moment of my life pleasurable by tapping into this energy. And in that way, it is constantly flowing so that I live in a state of being turned on by life itself. And I also choose to only copulate or have sexual energy, um, uh, sacred energetic exchanges with people that are offering me depth and evolution with conscious communication and radical consent and the desire to circulate this energy for manifestation, healing, and growth. I only want to have these experiences with people that are in that same space. And that truly starts with myself too. When I go into a self-pleasure session, it's with the same intention, right? And that intention is to be in alignment with my highest truth. And I do believe in the power of conscious celibacy. I want that to be clear, very clear. There is this idea of not having um, erotic experiences, not having sex with other people, not sometimes not even having sex with yourself. 
And I have done this at certain times of my life, especially when I wanted to focus on my own healing, when I wanted to tap into that energy and use it for my own healing after a breakup. Or, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm consciously celibate with other people, but I still experience self-pleasure as an expression of my self-love, getting to know myself, getting to know my body, um, re, re-experiencing the idea that I, I, don't, I don't need to attach myself to other people to experience pleasure. I can choose to have that experience, but I don't need it. So I can have that full investment in myself of my self-pleasure as well. So again, there is no right or wrong way for how you use this energy. And in that way, you cannot waste it. And it cannot be depleted. It cannot be taken from you. But it's about figuring out what your highest truth is and then living in alignment with that. And so in some ways, you could say that maybe if you do know what your highest truth is and you're not taking the actions to step into that space, then maybe you could say you are wasting your sexual energy. But in my opinion, you will keep doing those things, those activities that you feel like are not in alignment until you learn. And so even, is that a waste? Is it a waste if you're learning this doesn't work for me? Because sometimes you have to do certain things to realize it's not for you. You're living in a space where trial and error is necessary at times. And that's okay as well. Mm. So again, there's no right or wrong to some people having lots of partners um, being completely open and fluid is going to be most in alignment with their highest truth, especially if their intention is to learn about the diverse expressions of pleasure and to share their life force abundantly. And for some, it looks like conscious celibacy. For some, that's the most in alignment with their highest truth. And again, it's okay if that shifts. Eight months ago, I was consciously celibate. You know, two years ago, I was open and fluid. Right now, the best investment of this energy for me is in my self-pleasure practice and in a conscious, monogamous relationship, having tantric sex with my primary partner. And at some point, we may decide to open that container. I'm open. I'm fluid. I have no qualms about inconsistency, about allowing myself to experience the fullness of my humanity. But the sacredness of keeping our company, our coupling closed feels most in alignment for both of us at this time. And for me, it feels the most expansive to surrender into this container, to allow us both to be in this space where we are fully showing up. We know that we're both safe. And in that way, we both feel safe to go deeply into this mirror, right? So again, the takeaway here is to find out what is your highest truth and how can you use this intention to create a lifestyle that supports it and then invest your life force energy, your sexuality, your sensuality, your ability to channel this energy into all aspects of your life to create the vision, to create um, the space for your deepest desires to unfold. That being said, um, you know, again, as I mentioned earlier in this, in this, uh, in this conversation, we have so many conditionings that we've adopted. We have trauma that's holding us back. And my, my life's work is really about being in the mirror to show up, to show you what is in the way of being able to truly tap into your highest truth, to be able to create the space to unlock those deepest desires. I help you identify your limiting beliefs so that you can grow through them, identify your highest truth, and then create a lifestyle that's going to support that highest truth and that purpose unfolding. 
And right now I am offering, you know, coaching programs, uh, mostly that are focused on the Kundalini chakra system, which are the seven main energetic points in your body. And using these energetic points, we see where you may be housing fears, limiting beliefs, shame, guilt, or stock trauma to liberate yourself and grow through it. And I use this chakra system as a framework, but my one-to-one mentorship programs are directly tailored to your needs. So generally I'll start with a free discovery call. And in this call, I will suggest a framework that fits your deep desires, addresses your biggest challenges, and capitalizes on your greatest potential for growth. If you're looking for that one-on-one support to hold yourself accountable to show up in this way, I highly recommend it. To me, these are the investments that have made the biggest change in growth in my life. It's also super fun to work with someone that's, you know, in the space that you want to be in that has already done the work to unlock these limiting aspects of your experience, of my experience and has kind of figured out what tools work. So to apply for a free call, visit www.talktantratome.com and then click the work with me tab and you'll see that there are a few different opportunities to work with me both in person. Um, I also have some events and then specifically you know, to really dive deep, I recommend doing this one-to-one mentorship um, that is really going into all aspects of your human experience. See, where we have those opportunities for growth. So that being said, I want to express my gratitude to the listener. Thank you once more for opening yourself up to the idea of sacred sexuality. And if this podcast resonates with you, I would love to hear it in the reviews. It means the world to me to hear your perspective. And your reviews also help this podcast become a bit more relevant in search results, which means that more people are able to benefit from the wisdom of spiritual intimacy. And if you'd like to take an even more proactive role in awakening the collective to sacred sexuality, I'd love it if you would screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. And if you do so, please tag me so that I can thank you personally. With so much gratitude and love, have a sexy and spiritual day, and I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta!